just let's let's pray father we bow bow before you lord father we come before you to hear hear from you i have come to hear from you father i didn't know where did i start where did i end but it was all your grace father you have given certain things to be spelled out over here father let my meditation let my words of my mouth and my meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight in jesus name we pray again i thank god for i am not worthy i am not worthy to to stand before the saints of god because i was not at all worthy to be called as a child of child of god i i still remember i remember all my old old days where i was an unworthy child i was an unworthy youngster who was running around without any aim whoever call whoever was calling i used to go because i didn't have any aim but jesus gave me aim and focus in my life i thank god for that uh, uh i have selected since this year we will be meditating more in the lord i have selected law and the and grace which we will be this is the first part of it we will learn much more here what we are going to see is law as a schoolmaster who brings the child to christ i have used as professional in the in the in the contemporary uh, wordings uh, which the professional is the saving grace and the child becomes a profesh professional the law is a schoolmaster is like a guide who brings the child to a profesh professional and with the saving grace the child becomes a profesh professional now uh we will look into galatians chapter 5 1 to 4 stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage second verse behold i paul say unto you that if you be circumcised christ shall profit you nothing for i testify to every man that is circum circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law christ is become of no effect unto you whatsoever of you are justified by law by the law you are fallen from grace here paul talks about many 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 things paul talks about liberty then paul uh, talks as a warning that not to entangle again with the yoke of bondage then paul talks about grace grace paul has 
connected with liberty which is which in which we are all living and yoke of bondage yoke of bondage is the law many many of us many of us it is not a normal bondage it is a yoke of bondage that we fall into that trap it is da dangerous when we when we come to the grace what happens is we have a saturation time mostly what happens is during the saturation time we never understand what how what is the price that god has paid for us and in our daily living when we uh, take the normal normal walk there are many times that we depend on our own strength these are the bondages there are many more bondages but these are the bondages the continuous bondage that we have that means once you are under grace once you 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 continue your life in grace you will you will not under bondage romans 3:20 uh, says before there therefore by the deeds of the law there shall be no flesh be justified in his sight for the law is the knowledge of sin here paul again says that law with law no flesh shall be justified in sight by law is the knowledge of sin without the law we wouldn't have known what is right and what is wrong so the law gave us the knowledge of what is right and what is wrong so if we are trying to do the right and wrong by ourselves and we try to be righteous in our deeds you are ending with self righteousness which is again a bondage so all our righteous works are like filthy rags before god it has got no value so that is that is why paul says that the law uh, the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified in his sight so by the deeds we cannot we cannot because when we look at our past itself whatever we have done the wrong things and if we are going to uh, to to uh, justify us with our deeds we can never justify for our wrong doings so uh so then actually what is happening in the practical pract pra practical side uh see in each and every instances for example like there is verse there is a verse in deuteronomy 64 here o o israel the lord is god is one god now the law says very clearly that the lord god is one god 
but what happens is we end up creating many gods in our daily life many gods we take up the job from the creator to our own hand and we start making gods we start making gods how if we have we are spending most of our time for our business without a family you are making a god by yourself there i am making a god by myself there by putting money as god like likewise whatever importance that you give give more than god many of us wants to be in the presence of the lord every day from morning till evening maybe there are so many brethren who come back and in the evening sit and pray lord i am sorry for what i did sorry for what i have done today there might be so many people praying like that but there are so many so many people who just by force they are doing some prayer and going to sleep there are some people who who are not doing the prayer itself they come only on a friday to the church and they think that that is that is all these people not the first group the second group and the third group has already created gods they have created gods but they have to identify which is their god it is up to them to sit be sit on your knees and check what is your god it is not the creator god so again in deuteronomy uh, the next verse and thou shall love god thy god with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might this verse is actually mentioned for a big reason that when you love god with this kind of a attitude that you love god like this you don't you will obey all the laws but what happens the law when we uh, uh, when we learn the law what happens when we look at look, look at that verse thou shall love the god with all thy heart with all uh, with all the immediately what happens is what we think is is my sister doing that is my brother doing that it is not concerning you we always compare immediately you hear a ver- a, a particular uh, verse from here and it touches you immediately what you do is you don't connect it with you rather you connect it with an ah i have seen this problem in that person immediately you connect it with another person so the core reason why the word the word is given like that is for another reason and what we take is we always keep ourselves aloof and we compare others so this is this is what is happening 
in the law jesus jesus says if you love me keep my command command commands so law was not able to do for what it was supposed to be for what it was being brought uh, now there are so many other types of yokes we will just read a few in romans 2:16 to 24 we will read i will read it from the good news bible romans 2:16 says and so according to the good news i preach this is how it will be it will be on the day when god through jesus christ will judge the secret thoughts of all so uh, paul says that the day when god through jesus christ will judge the secret thoughts of all there are a lot of secret thoughts in us secret thoughts all this when we are saved and when we say that we are the child of god but when we bring out the characteristics of the law most of the people are faking faking just to show others most of the people they are faking in their dress in their dress they say they say they come with white and white and white as there is no spot and wrinkle but within their heart it is full of filth and then they come with a very good outward appearances their food habits everything they relate to god but what happens is the inside is not changing nowadays even that is also fading out the thing that you see that they come with the dress itself they don't know what they are wearing how they are keeping some people come to the church keeping the cap you know when we look at it you you will not know that that there is a cap it is turned back side but from the side you see there are many ways of dressing nowadays you see it is not godly you need to be in your dressing you should be godly and the fruit should be seen so now even in the christian uh, world people are all interested in gifts gifts is something that god gives you god gives you god gives you and this gifts are being used by us for money reason and for many other reasons to make fame if god has given a a a wisdom to preach they will use their own way without adding the word of god they will take it up from their own imagination and bring the people to the roof to the roof and suddenly when they go out they will feel that they are falling from the roof like this uh people uh, nowadays now what 
what is lacking lacking is godliness is lacking so godliness happens only in grace so here uh, uh, 17th verse says what about you you call yourself a jew and you depend on law and boast about god 18th verse and you know what god wants to do and you have learned from the law to choose what is right 19th verse you are sure that you are a guide for the blind a light for those who are in darkness 20th verse an instructor for the foolish and a teacher to the ignorant you are certain that in the law you have the full content of knowledge and truth 21st verse paul asks you teach others why don't you teach yourself this is a question to all of us see from 16 onwards 17 onwards we we see lot of things that is correlating to our own lives lot of lot of lot of things you are a jew you depend on law, uh, law and boast about god you have learned from the law to choose to choose what is right you are a guide for the blind who are in darkness you are certain that in the law you have full content of knowledge and truth then 21st verse you teach others why don't you teach yours yours yourself you know i told you about gifts the gifts are being used now god is not interested in all these gifts we read that in matthew 7 2021 and 22 god is not interested in gifts god is interesting uh, in, interested in your fruits god is interested in gift he is not interested in gifts because god has given us the gift whereas fruit is the one that you produce that i produce that we produce and that is a sweet smelling sour before god so god is valuing for fruits and we are giving more importance to gifts this is what is happening in the present era against christians now the next verse says 22 says do not commit adultery but do you commit adultery it's a question in the 21st verse itself do not steal but do you yourself steal you hate idols but you rob temples 23rd verse you boast about having god's law law but do you bring shame on god by breaking his law 24th verse the scripture says because of you jews the gentiles speak evil of god i see very relevant in whatever if you are not interested in looking looking into these verses i see a lot of relevance that is in me i see because each and each and everything 
has got something to talk to me. He says, you teach others, why don't you teach yourself? God is not looking that you hear a sermon from the church and go back, that is it, that, that is Christian life. You come to the church, you hear a sermon and go, you think that that is all. But no, God is interested in more because, because he has paid a price much, much more than this, what you consider this is big. The price is Christ himself. And he has paid a price and he has bought you as a person. So when God considers you, he asks, these are all questions to each and every one of you, that to me also, that we need to, are we stealing? We may not be stealing in the outward, you know, when you look, uh, when you look at the uh, prison, there are so many uh, prisoners, we are not one among them. But are we, are we, are we stealing? We are, we are stealing in many ways. When Malachi, uh, you read in the Old Testament, we, we, you read about stealing, stealing there. Then again, you, uh, Jesus, when he was asked with a coin, and Jesus was asked this coin, whether to give tax is right or wrong. Jesus gave an answer, a beautiful answer. Jesus gave that answer was, that to the Caesar you give what is. He asked them to show both sides and they show both sides. And to the Caesar you give what is due. And to God you give what is unto God. What is unto God? Unto God is nothing but you. You should be given to God. When I heard this first from Revi, Revi Sakarias, I was really happy about it. I, I heard this comparison from Revi Sakarias. So when I heard that, I was really thrilled. I was really thrilled means, you know, my heart was, Lord, am I doing this? Am I giving? Because I am the same imprint of the Most High God. God has made us in his same image. And God says, what is of God? You give it back to God. Are we doing it? I'm just putting a comma there. Are we doing it? You, then, you do not commit adul adultery. Do you commit adultery? How many time you spend on a movie? How many time you spend on TVs? How much adultery we are, we are doing there? There is not even a single, single movie, maybe one, some, uh, someone who has created some image, some pictures here and there, and you say that is good. That is for, the, for just getting the, mm, the, the, the awards, the award-winning movies. All the rest of the movies are all made Tickle your emotions. And tickling your emotions, whether you are young or old, it is adultery. So, just 
just think about it. You, you do not commit adultery, but do you commit, uh, do not commit adultery, do, but do you commit adultery? It's a question Paul asks. And then, do you bring shame for the name of God? Do you bring shame? It is a question to all of us. We are all Christians. We are all brought by the precious blood of God. Do we bring shame to God? Do we fight like a street dog for small petty things? You might you you might say when he says like that, should I keep my mom? Should, 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 should I keep mom? If you are not able, if you are not able to keep mom, you are not born again. That is simple. You have to do something more. We have to pray for them. But at least you are not able to keep mum and if you are fighting in the same way you are bringing shame to god shame to the name of name of god so these are all not at all a mistake a mistake in law law says that you kill a person then the law will catch hold of you but you do all this and you murder, bury a person, he cannot come out of that pit. Still, you are not a murderer as per law. But as per grace, if we are all, if we are all in, in grace, are we doing all these things? Are we bringing shame to the Lord's? Now, why the law? Why God gave the law then? This is a question that uh, when we three Galatians 3.19 What is the purpose of law? It was added because of trans transgressions till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was ordained by angels in the hands of a mediator. So here it says that the law was given because of the transgressions, different, tra uh, different uh, trans trans transgressions, and till the seed should come, the vow was given to Abraham, uh, the promise was given to Abraham, and we read in uh, we we read in Galatians that. The law that was that came later is not taking away the promise that is given to Abraham. So the Abraham's promise was that the seed, that the seed, till the seed should come, the seed was no none else than Jesus, Jesus Christ. So till the seed come, whom the promise was made. It was ordained by angels in the hands of a mediator. So law, what law did? This was why the law was. Then again, when we read that, read in the 21st verse, is the law then against the promises of God? 
God forbid. For if there had been a law given which could have been which could have been given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. Here, what we understand here is the law was not able to in in a sense, law was not able to give life. See, there we read that there had been a law given which could have given life. Verily, the righteousness would have been by the law. So, uh, the righteousness of the law was to give life, which was not present. So, that is, that is the important part when you read that particular verse. Now, uh, now what the law did was, in 22nd verse, but the scripture has concluded that all are under sin. By law, no one can say that I am not a sinner. Everyone has made a sinner. That was what the law did. That the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might, might be given to them that believe. So that means when Jesus came, each and every one was a sinner. Everyone was a sinner. And uh, 23rd verse, but before faith came, we, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. What is the faith that should be revealed afterwards? It is in Christ. It is in Christ. And the 24th verse, the law was a schoolmaster bringing us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. So, like this, we, he has, uh, law has made everyone a sinner and shut, shut up. Everyone was shut because they, they were waiting for the seed, the promised seed to come. And when the promised seed comes, that was what the law did. The law effectively did was, the law brought, brought to Christ that when you repent on, on your sin, that you may be saved. So, law showed what is right, what is wrong. But law was intended for a different purpose, which we did not take it in the same sense. We always took it, leaving us, we took it others. We took as a standard of others. Now, uh, so uh, what we understand from here is, Repentance, repentance, uh, uh, what we hear, uh, what we understand is, Romans 3.20 says, by law is the knowledge of sin. Now, from, from the knowledge of sin, that means we know the sin alone, but we don't know how to overcome the sin. Now, Romans 7.7 7 says, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay. I had not known sin, but by law. For, for I had not known lust, except the law said, thou shalt not covet. 
so if the law said thou shall not covet thou shall not covet then only we will then 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 only we will know about the sin so what it mentions here is law is given law was just the knowledge of sin but when we read romans 6:14 for sin has have not uh, for sin shall not have dominion over you for you are not under law but under grace here if you paraphrase it you are under law if sin rules you if sin rules you you are under law it says that that sin shall not have dominion on you what is the meaning of dominion what is the meaning of dominion dominion is having power or authority or the control so what paul says is sin shall not have dominion over you this is the yardstick that we need to check that for you are not under law but under grace sin shall not have dominion what does it mean by dominion 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 means for a cigarette smoker it's very easy to understand you try to stop for a day two days three days you do you do it as a big thing for for you and your for your family because the stress is so much the stress it does it is in your head in your brain in your talk in your tongue each and every part of your body craves for nicotine for nicotine so uh, for a uh, cigarette smoker it's very very easy to understand what is control so uh, when you are under grace you have victory over any kind of sin any kind of sin not only cigarette smoking whoever is struggling with some kind of sin if you are in grace the word of god says that the sin has got no dominion upon you if you have anything that you are struggling for struggling for in grace in christ you will not you will not struggle you you will you will just conquer that and you will be happy in that you that is the difference in law you will be you will be able to withstand it for a day maybe you are see you are everyone is going for a movie and you are not able to go you are with you are you are your parents did not send and you are trying to squeeze yourself whereas in grace it is not like that you will be happy because you are not of the law of of the world you are of the of uh, god because you are pleasing god your happiness is in pleasing god in grace you are pleasing god whereas in law you are containing yourself you are trying to restrict because of the law but you are not able to in many times you fall uh, uh dominion means jean valjean you might have heard this uh, heard the story of jean valjean jean valjean was a thief he was uh, uh, caught by the police for a, for stealing a loaf of bread and he was in the in the in in in, in the uh, prison for 19 years 
and then after that he was released the problem is he went out still every everyone uh, took him or estimated him as a sinner so no one did give a, give him a shelter because they knew that if you give a shelter you will lose many of the things in the house so they never gave the shelter to him what uh, one uh, priest gave him a shelter now he gave him a shelter and the same day it says like that jean valjean repays his host hospitality by stealing his silverware he repays it by stealing the things that was being given for use so this is what i want to say this is what is dominion dominion is that at any point of time if you are under grace you will say that even if i am hungry even if i die with hunger i will not steal but uh, when you are under law this is the problem you will you know that you know that this that you are doing is wrong that it is sin but you don't have the power to overcome that you don't have the power to overcome that this is the problem of law so sin it goes deeply the law the problem is the law it goes into into deep you know into where someone is suppose you are a child of you are an angster and everyone is enjoying by seeing some kind of a flirtous uh, movie and you are there and when you are invited you are a christian you don't want to go there but if you are not under grace what happens is your heart will throng by their actions or by the sounds or whatever so your 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 mind will be you your mind will be so the your mind it will attract you so much so the sin is going so deep that it is in your system it is not traceable it is not traceable by law it is traceable only by grace sin always works in the system system uh in our system it is very clearly explained in romans 7:14 in 7:14 for we know that the law is spiritual but i am carnal sold under sin see in law law is spiritual law says many things but me i am sold to sin so when i am sold to sin who is ruling me the law may be good but who is ruling me it is it is our own the system that uh, uh, paul says we we are going to read that paul says that there is something working in us that is what we read in uh, in the same chapter 7 19th onwards for the good that i would i would uh, for the good that i would i do not uh, for the good that i want to do i am not doing but the evil which i don't want to do i do 
नेक्स्ट इफ आई डू दैट आई वुड नॉट इट इज मोर देन दैट आई दैट आई डू इट बट सिन दैट डेवलप मी इफ समथिंग आई एम डूइंग दैट आई डोंट वॉन्ट टू डू दैट इज माई सिन विच इज डिंग 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 इन मी that is the that is the understanding of that verse uh then the 21st verse i find a law that when i would do good evil is present in me then i understand that there is a law which is working in me that is present in me that i want to do good things but there is an evil present in me itself for i delight in the law of god after the in inward man but i see another law in my members with my mind i want to do good i want i i want to delight in the uh, law of good uh, law of god but i see in the 23rd verse i see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members so here paul says that i see another law though i want uh, uh, if 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 you have not understood that i'll read it again i see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind that and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members so in my members there is a there is uh, there is a law which is working though i want to do many things good but in in my body in my flesh that is what in the 14th verse paul says the law is spiritual but i am carnal so under sin that is the same thing which we read here also that he sees another law which is working in his body in his members which makes him captivity to the law of sin then paul says oh wretched man that i am who shall deliver me from the body uh, from the body of this death 25th verse i thank god through jesus christ our lord in christ in christ we have the power that means the power there is sin we might be able to stop for a for a for just for some time you can you 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 can stop uh uh your sinful nature uh, uh, your sins but the sinful nature is in you the sinful nature is very very important that you have grace is tackling the sinful nature in you the sinful nature is very important that unless the sinful nature goes you are not born again you are not under grace so to come under grace that sinful nature has to be you know you cut down a tree you cut down a tree by 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 the roots but what happens the tree slowly after some time when you come you will see the sprouts then after some time you will see that the same tree has come up come up come up there so this is over a period of time so when you cut the tree you have to take it by the root once you take it by the root what happens you you are 
under grace so whenever you 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 see that you are angry with someone that means the sinful nature is in you you know what is the name of that sinful nature you are a murderer you are a murderer so whenever you are going and sitting and watching a movie which is a plotish movie the sin is in you what is the sin what is the sin you are an adult adult adulterous woman or man so uh, you need to live a holy life so to 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 have this holy life we have only christ and christ alone so uh, there should be some qualities for christ one he should have lived a victorious life we we see this in many uh, victorious life where sin does not have dominion him so to have a redeemer the redeemer should have certain qualities one is he should be a, he sh- should be victorious in life that sin cannot be pointed out in him second is he should uh, he should sin uh, he should stand against sin he should reveal and expose how deceitness deceitfulness of sin works he has to reveal it that is what jesus has come and revealed to us how sin exposes in all these examples he is exposing very clearly how the sin works how the deceitness of sin how the uh, how the sinful nature should be taken out then the uh, then he should overcome the power of sin for which you need to pay a price the price is nothing but his life but his life so we need a redeemer of these qualities to overcome because simply by law saying that you read this you do this it doesn't happen you need someone who is given by god alone because you cannot think of overcoming the sinful nature in your body you cannot think of revealing the mysterious work of sinfulness in your body for all this you need a savior a redeemer without a redeemer we cannot we cannot uh, we cannot uh, lead a holy life so it is important that is why so that is why we understood that in law one thing was not there the life was not there we 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 read that in in uh, in romans that the life was not there whereas in john 14 chapter 14 in him was life and the life was the light of men see in what we read in uh, romans romans 3 was that there was no life in law there was no life in law but when it comes to john 14 in him was life in whom in christ in christ was life and the life was light of men and uh, and uh, then we read in john 10:10 
I am come that they might have life and that they might have light, uh, life, have it more abund abund abundantly. So uh, Jesus says that he is come to give his life itself, the whole life itself that, uh, that we will have life. This life is very important even for a small seed to spurt. God, what God did was he made man in his own image. And what did he do? He, he breathed life into him. Then he became a lively person. So the same way, we need life, not words. By law, we know only by, uh, we know only words. But in Christ, we know what is, uh, in, in, in Christ, we know that he is given his life for a sake. And that sake is none other than you and me. Uh, Galatians, uh, um, uh, Romans 8.3 For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through flesh. So all that system was our carnal uh, body, was flesh. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh for sin, condemn sin in the flesh. You might be able to understand this particular verse much better today because you understood how those who have concentrated, you would have understood what the law did to us. Whereas here it, it says that for what the law could not do, in that it was weak through flesh. So law could not uphold, law could not control the whims and fancies of the flesh. It was weak through flesh. Sending, God sending his own son in the likeness of the sinful flesh, like you and me. And for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Now, uh, now I just wanted to uh, uh, go back to one particular uh, uh, one particular verse that is uh, that is. The just shall live by faith. The just shall, that is in Galatians 3.11. But that no man is justified by law in the sight of God, it is evident. For the just shall live by faith. Not by the word, but by faith. Uh, when you repent, you are under grace. When you encounter with Christ, what happens? You come to the knowledge of sin and how it works in you. How it works in you. Now, uh, now when we look at the prodigal, prodigal son, prodigal son's uh, uh, story, 
uh, story, what we uh, read uh, there is, there were two sons for the father. Both of them were living as per law. As per law, they were living. One younger one who claimed his position from his father and lived a righteous life. So he claimed his position from the father. Both were under law and he claimed the position. And when you ask the position from your father, you lose the sonship. You lose the sonship. So the younger, younger one, who the older one is still with the father. He is still with law. He is in law. He, both of them were law. This person came and did a righteous life in law itself, which he did not have any control. He lived a righteous uh, life. Now, when you take the position of the father, you lose the right as the sonship because your, all your rights are being given. Now, the thing is that the son who goes out, uh, who goes out becomes uh, bankrupt. His money is finished and then he, he is struggling. He is struggling, he is going to another person and that person is the sinful nature. The sinful nature is that, that particular person and the sinful nature catches him. And he asks him to eat whatever the pig eats. So he's brought to that level of the pig. And he's asked to eat what the pig eats. Now he thinks, now we read there, he comes to his senses. He comes to his senses. This is what in, in, uh, in, in, in Christ is repentance. Now he, he repented. He came to the grace. What he the request was only one thing. The request was that he did not, he cannot claim his sonship. He claims only one thing. He claims, just consider me as a servant. As a servant. He could not do because he saw how, this is what Paul says, the liberty. The liberty in grace. The liberty in grace Paul talks about is this one. In the Father's house, everyone is living happily. Whereas, when you see the uh, younger son who was under that, uh, under that master who was so terrible, he, he is not able to even have food. So, this is what we say. The difference, the difference is that when a man, the difference is that when a man who comes to God through Christ, the elder son is still under law. He is angry. He is angry. And he is angry about what he, what father has done to his, uh, to his younger son. See, the law works. Whereas, the younger son has got nothing. Says only one thing. Just consider me as one of your servants. I have sinned against you and against heaven. This is grace. This is grace. And, uh, and when you go back to the Lord and say that I am a sinner, the heaven rejoices. 
It says in Luke 15, 7, that I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over 99 just persons which need no repentance. So God and the heaven is happy about one person who repents and go back to Christ and say, Lord, I want the liberty. I want the liberty that you have, you have, you have given. I don't want to be under this curse. If you, if, you, if you say that, God is righteous to accept today, not tomorrow. Those who want to commit yourself to God, if you want to repent about, if any of these things have got relation, it relates to your life, submit unto God. Praise the Lord. Are you enjoying the freedom in Christ? Without returning yourself to bondage? Do you have the designing spirit to identify when you are trying to show that um, you are righteous? Are you comparing yourself with someone? Galatians 5 13 to 14 say, I'm reading from Good News Bible. As for you, my brothers and sisters, you are called to be free. But do not let this freedom become an excuse for letting your physical desire control you. Instead, love, love make you, let love make you serve one another. For the whole law is summed sum up in one commandment. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So you have been called to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Romans 6, 14 also says, I'm reading from Good News Bible. Sin must not be your master. For you, for you do not live under the law, but under God's grace. So we need to get rid of ourselves from sin. We must stay out of the path of Satan. We must be like Christ. Brethren, let's try to put into simple let's try to put this into simple practice. That is, let us follow this. We must be dead to sin. We must be alive in Christ. We must not allow sin to reign in our life. We must disobey the lust of sin. We must keep ourselves righteous. Don't allow sin to dominate you. Live an holy life. Jesus Christ said, I'm the bread of life. We should allow the word of God to shape our life. Let the word of God that we are hearing from this altar from this church, from wherever we are hearing the word of God, determine the direction for us to follow. And I pray that God Almighty will guide us in the mighty name of Jesus. We must renew our, our mind towards the word of God. Let us be on our feet. And how do you renew your mind towards the word of God? Read the word daily. Delight in the word of God. Do his will and yield 
to him. So as you stand, tell God, Lord, I don't want to be wearing mask. One side they are seeing you this way, another side you are somebody else. Tell God I want to serve you. I don't just want to be under the law only, I want to have your grace. Let your grace assist me to serve you. Wholeheartedly. Not pretending. Pray unto God. Open your mouth and pray to God that Lord, help me. I want to serve you. I want my life to be an example for people to know that I'm serving a living God. Father, we bless your name. We glorify you, Lord. We thank you for your word that we have heard today. Thank you, everlasting Father. We are not just under the law. Lord, your grace is abound for us. Father, we pray that you continue to take us away from sinful word in the mighty name of Jesus. Every single word we have heard from here, Father, let them be fruitful in, their life, in our life in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, almighty God. Father, you have given us the key word in the book of Matthew to bind and to lose. And as we go into the month of February, Father, we pray that every word that we study and every word that we pronounce shall bind and lose everything that is disturbing us in the mighty name of Jesus. We decree that every chain and rope and bar shall be broken in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, according to your word in Job 6, 8, said, oh, that I might have my request, and that God will grant me the thing that I long for. Lord, I pray as we go into this month of February, whatever we table before God, Speedily we will receive our answer in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, almighty God. Lord, for your son that you have used for us this day, Father, bless him more in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless him, bless his family as well in Jesus' name. Bless the work of his hand in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, anoint him more so that we can hear more from him in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, almighty God. We remember those that have traveled. Lord, they have gone safely and they shall return safely in the mighty name of Jesus. And when we meet here next month, Father, our testimony shall be great in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, almighty God. Blessed be your holy name. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Let us share the grace together in fellowship. Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you.